Hello, everyone, and welcome to this month's edition of Good AV. And we talk about all things innovative, new, interesting, and sustainable, pretty much what's good in AV. And this is your friendly chief AV girl, Midori Connolly. Um, and I welcome you this month. We have a little bit different of a topic, um, but a very timely topic. And I think. Uh, you know, we'll veer away a little bit um, from some of the more technical um, episodes that we have in the past, and we'll talk about developing some skills that I think that um, are incredibly important for any uh, professional or um, business in the AV industry. And so I have a Gosh, I guess I could pretty much say longtime um, friend at this point. We uh, had some adventures in the early Green AV days together and um, did quite a bit of work there and trying to get the message out and helping people to learn about the Green AV movement. And so Elizabeth Eames is the owner of Contemporary Communications Consulting. And um, she, many of you probably do know her. Um, she's done quite a bit of work in the industry, as I mentioned, around Green AV and some um, of the other, uh, a few other companies um, as well. Not that Green AV was a company, but anyways, Elizabeth, I need to stop talking and introduce you, so welcome to the show, and thank you for being here today. Thank you, Midori. I'm so happy to join you. Um, and I just, poor Elizabeth was kind enough. She's a little bit under the weather, as many of us are this time of year, but um, she was kind enough to stick it out, <laughs> tough it out, and, and be here with us, so um I just was hoping maybe you could tell everyone a little bit about yourself and um, your background, kind of, you know, a little bit about both the communications industry and then how you landed in the AV space. Sure, absolutely. I've been working in the communications industry for a variety of clients for over 10 years, um, both in the for-profit sector and the not-for-profit sector. And what I love most about what I do is that I have the chance to tell people stories the stories of their businesses, their hard work, in a way that really honors their commitment to that work and translates their passion about what they do. And that's one of the reasons I enjoy working with the AV industry. It is a unique industry with its own set of opportunities and challenges. And in my experience, and I'm, I'm sure you would agree, it's rare to find another group of people who still get excited about the work they do every day people who embrace new technologies and who are eager to work together and to build communities and networks of support. Uh, you know, within that sort of environment, what drew me to the AV industry and, and why I enjoy working with AV professionals is the technology itself and the complexity of that technology. As a communicator, it's my responsibility to understand how technology works from the perspectives of our engineers and our developers, from the perspective of our manufacturers, and to translate that complexity into the practical for our clients and for our customers. And it's really that act of distilling uh, that sometimes complicated information, sometimes jargony kind of material, and making that not only accessible and understandable to our audiences, but making it interesting, making it engaging and actionable. That's at the heart of what I do. And in many ways, that's what I enjoy doing most. And that's why this is a space I enjoy working in and people I enjoy working with. Um, together, we make the complex relatable and relevant. And that advances all of our AV businesses. And it advances you know, the opportunities that our clients have to do more 
in their spaces. I love it. That is the most incredible introduction to my show. I think that anybody has ever, or on this show that anybody has ever provided. That was really inspiring. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, I love what you were just saying about really taking something that can be incredibly jargony and, and can be, I love the word, um, and uh, complicated, right? It's it's highly technical, highly complicated. And um you know, Elizabeth and I were just having a quick chat about how, you know, in my past, um, just learning about the industry, there were times where, um, you know, I was trying to understand um, a certain uh, facet of what we do or a piece of technology, trying to understand a tool a little bit better. And, um, you know, the moment that one of my engineers or techs understood that I had a hundred percent interest and commitment to learning about what they do it was like I think that we could probably spend two to three hours together chatting about that so right yeah that passion and that um, love for what they do is is not always um, communicated well though right for an engineer or a tech uh, you know just basically a, a, that's not their skill necessarily as technology sure. as expression of um, this technology and, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's funny. It's, it's just, I've always thought about the irony of the fact that we're in the communications industry and our technology is intended to communicate, but exactly. yes. <laughs> but it's not that, that the, the technology itself is not always communicated well by those. It's who... not always easy to explain. Sure. Exactly. And, and I say this all the time to clients in AV and outside of AV, it's very hard when you're the engineer or, you know, whatever role you have in a company, you work so hard at what you do every day. And it's so much a part of you, especially when you have this high level of commitment to it, that it becomes very difficult to step outside and explain what you do from a different perspective or in a way that someone who's new to it can fully understand. And that's why it's great for an outsider, particularly a professional communicator, to come in and say, I understand you. I get it how you see it when you're inside this project or this particular idea. Now it's my job to translate it or distill it, to bring it over to someone else who will understand it without having had the benefit of the experience that you have. And, and that's a challenge, but it's also a really exciting and wonderful thing to do because you're bringing people together through these ideas and, you know, through this work that's very important to them and ultimately useful to your audience. And, and that's, of course, a very important part of this. Exactly. Um, so on that note, um, you know, what, what, what is happening, you know, in the AV industry and, and even, you know, at large, um, really kind of talking about communication strategies. Um, we've seen sort of the evolution of social media. We've seen, you know, the, these channels of communication mature. Um, and, you know, we saw some early adopters um, in taking on some of these communication strategies and techniques. But I'm curious about, you know, what you see as some of the biggest trends in, um, in communications. Right. Sure. Sure. In terms of trends, I think we have a lot to look at right now. And video is strategically important. It's really the immediate example of that show don't tell adage we talk about all the time, kind of as the holy grail of storytelling. Um, video is great. It plays very well 
um, across channels. You know, you talk about social media. Everyone's on social media. Well, look at what happens when you post a video on Facebook. Automatically, because of the Facebook algorithm, you're going to get more viewers looking at your video posts than at your pure text posts. So right away, that's signaling. This is a trend that's important. And it's not important because Facebook arbitrarily said it. It's important because we see across the board how well people respond to video. Um, podcasts like this one are important for communication strategy, too. In the past 10 years, we've really seen this push for more and more rich content in all forms and for that high-quality, true, and valuable storytelling. And that's largely, again, because of the different types of media we have to get those stories out. Our customers want to know our companies in a way that they didn't 15 and 20 years ago. They don't just want to know our products and our services. They want to know who we are, to hear our voices, see our faces, scroll through our Instagram feeds. They want to feel like we are in this together. You know, they're investing in us. They want to invest in someone that they know and trust. Mm -hmm. And communications tools, social tools, content development, these are exactly how we do that, how we build that trust. Mm -hmm. So really, despite the trends and with this idea of how marketing and communications has matured and is maturing, I'd say the single most important technique is that honest storytelling, mm -hmm. good, strong, authentic content. The value and the quality of the channels varies based on our audience needs and our expectations and our audience expectations. But at the heart of it, how well you identify who you are, what you do, and why you matter, that's what's key. Mm. Okay, you need to say that again. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, okay. absolutely. At the heart of all of this content and no matter what channels we're using, what is most important is that we identify who we are, we identify what we do, and we identify why we matter. Oh. That's key. That builds trust, and okay. that builds, in turn, success. That is beautiful. I love that, um, why we matter, right? Um, right. And I think you that third piece is missing. And I think, you know, I see a lot of um, communication pieces, a lot of marketing uh, videos and, um, you know, other promotional pieces that really talk about, you know, who, who they are, what they do, but why does it matter? And that's that, that connection, right? So the, the viewer, the listener understands what, you know, what's in it for me. Um, and, exactly. and sometimes it's, they didn't even know, right? Like, and it, it's just really understanding why what you do, Matt, I think that's just beautiful. Um, I love it. Yeah. It, thank you. And, and it's really that next step, you know, this happens a lot where people will get excited about a new, you know, communications tool in particular, mm -hmm. or kind of a new marketing style. And all these things are great. They really are. But they're only great if, if we look at them in that context and we apply that last piece. Because as a user, as a consumer, I might see the video and say, wow, that production value is, is fantastic. <laughs> Those people seem really nice. I think that's a great company. But until you walk me through why all of that good stuff that you're telling me is immediately important to me, why it matters, where I fit in with you, I can't become your customer. I can like you, I can have goodwill and all of these things that are important to communications and marketing, but I can't take that next 
step. And that's what's important to our bottom lines as businesses. So we have to include that in our strategy. That's genius. I'm like, oh, we can just finish the podcast right there. <laughs> Everybody call Elizabeth because <laughs> she'll help you get more customers. This is incredible. Um, you know, and, and I'm really curious too, you know, um, are there any certain types of video that work particularly well? I mean, is it, you know, or humorous videos or is it, you know, demo videos or are there, right. or is it a variety of videos? Does it, does it matter as long as it just includes, like you said, those three things? Uh, that's a really excellent point. And, and you're speaking to something that's very important because a lot of times, again, we hear, okay, do video. So we assemble a team and we do a video, but we kind of do it out of context. Mm -hmm. um, a variety is ideal. Just like years ago when we were first getting businesses on board with the idea of blogging, and it turns out that's a very successful strategy, you know, at the very beginning, we always had the same questions. What do I talk about? Mm -hmm. When we first got people on Twitter, what do I talk about? Do I just say what's outside my window? What, why am I using this? You know, and we always said real authentic storytelling in a variety of scenarios. Mm -hmm. So for your videos, absolutely, demos, of course, are important. That's why video is such a great idea for AV. But again, those demos can't just sort of be absent of or out of the context of your larger marketing and communication strategy. Mm -hmm. um, do humorous videos work? Absolutely. But again, root it in your mission, in your goals, make it part of your strategy. Mm -hmm. Nothing should feel random, even if it's fun. Gotcha. I love it. Avoid the randomness, folks. Right. <laughs> and, you know, another big trend that, you know, I myself have observed, and of course, being in with a staging background, I'm like, well, but, you know, what about experiential, right? Because mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. I feel like with technology, you know, and we would open up our warehouse and allow, um, you know, prospects and clients and other members of our um, kind of internal community to, to come in and um, just even touch the equipment, right? Like Absolutely. there is something so exciting about that and being able to just get a different understanding of how the technology works. I mean, experiential learning is just amazing, right? When people can... Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the demand for that is increasing. Mm -hmm. You know, and that, and it's funny because that feels very new. And in many ways, the approaches that we're taking to it are new and creative. They're mm -hmm. innovative, right? Mm -hmm. But at the root of it, it's, it's the old kind of communications and marketing and sales approach of get them in the door. Yeah. Bring people to you. Let them see, feel, hear, touch what you do as best you can. Um, and certainly we use some digital tools to do that virtually. But however we can recreate the experience of being a part of us, mm -hmm. we are getting closer to having them want to be a part of us. Yes, excellent. I love it. And so um, kind of moving along, do you? I'm curious if you have any examples of – you know, either AV companies or um, outside of the industry of people who are doing it well, you know, who, who, who has mm -hmm. this figured out um, in your right. experience? Right. And I think in terms of having it figured out, of course, as things change and grow, we can always do a little bit more. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, at the heart of it, manufacturers that spring to my mind who do social mm -hmm. pretty well, um, Draper, I think Draper does social really well. Their blog, their Facebook, all of their tools, 
they do it well because when I read, see, listen to what they do, I feel like I know them. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a real sense of who they are, what they do, and why they matter. Their whole sort of ethos is built into how they communicate. And that's what we want. I feel like AV Tech does that. You see that from them sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Crestron does a good job of getting in front of um, questions mm-hmm. and of creating spaces for users, um, both at the professional level and at the amateur level, to um, you know, come on their boards and talk and ask questions and support each other. Mm-hmm. That whole idea of building a community around your brand is something that they embrace and understand, and that's an important thing to embrace and to understand. Yeah. Um, but in terms of kind of what jumps out at me from the entire AV community as taking the cake for mastering the social medium, mm-hmm. um, that's AV Nation. Mm-hmm. They use they use social to create opportunities to connect colleagues to grow and really to strengthen the industry from within. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear about people who get hooked up with jobs because of AV Nation. You hear people who end up working together and creating partnerships. You know, what they're doing, I think, is really, in many ways, understanding the unique ways that this um, industry communicates among itself within mm-hmm. its own kind of ranks mm-hmm. and harnessing that mm-hmm. through social tools. And I think that's a great thing to see. Yes. Um, of course, rave publications. I mean, talk about like the earliest and um, most, uh, you know, I just think about what Gary did in the early days. It's incredible how he brought social to um, Infocom every year and how. You know, Absolutely. Was... Absolutely. And, and at first, of course, that's something that's like, oh, what are they doing? What is yeah. that all about? Is that some sort of gimmick? And now we look for it. Yeah, And now we go to these types of sources and we say, well, I want to know what's really going on. That's where I'm going. Yeah. And that's a very, that's a very interesting and kind of important turning point. So everyone who acknowledged that social would work well for an industry of this type, not just because it was of the moment, mm-hmm. but because they could find a way to harness what's already happening or what people kind of want to do, those conversations that happen at Infocom, extending that, extending the community, you know, throughout the year and across, you know, across states and many times across countries using these tools. Yes, exactly. Um, And so, and I love what you're just saying about the community and it's sort of a self-organizing community, which is really cool. Right. Um, And that kind of speaks your initial point about this is a communications-based industry, and here they are using tools to communicate. So in that regard, you know, it's, it's a win, and it's showing how well they are understanding that. Yes. And I was going to say, so on the flip side of, you know, examples of those doing it well, and we don't, of course, have to, I mean, I'm not saying, <laughs> I was just going to ask about any mistakes um, that should be avoided. And like I said, we're not calling anyone out here, but you know, sure, just... <laughs> no, of course. And, and I think that that's a really important question and it applies across industries. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And everyone is guilty of, of making mistakes and everyone tries something and maybe didn't plan for it well enough for it to work. Right. Um, but I think the mistakes that many businesses make, again, regardless of industry, include uh, jumping on too many platforms too fast. Mm. You know, assuming that because so many social tools are free and are relatively easy to use in our own lives, we use them in our personal lives, thinking that then we can just kind of jump on and start talking. Mm-hmm. But you need a strategy. And within that strategy, 
you need a consistent plan mm-hmm. with calls to action, a uh, plan that moves your audience along to take the steps you need them to take. Mm-hmm. can't assume that they know what those are. Um, and at the same time, you need to allow for conversation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes businesses get so stuck in their strategy that they're not using social media or other tools to their fullest. Um, Social media, blogs, even your basic business websites, these are not broadcast tools. Mm -hmm. We're beyond that. Businesses and the communications professionals that they hire need to think of all communications products as active, as engaging, and as social. Mm -hmm. And as part of an ongoing multi-party conversation, because that is how you build trust. And that is how you build clients who have real relationships with you, who come back, who give their good word to speak about the value of your product or your service. And ultimately, that is how your business will succeed. Mm -hmm. That's really fascinating to think that there are still people out there who are viewing this as a broadcast uh, um, I guess tool um, or platform mm-hmm. rather than conversation. It just seems like oh, absolutely, it's amazing absolutely. to me. It's just we, you know, and you'll, yeah, it is because it's so. Not only have we been doing it so long that we should kind of know better, yeah. but it's leaving so much on the table mm. because as a conversation tool, as a community builder. You know, these platforms are phenomenal. We've, we've never seen anything like it before. Mm-hmm. So the idea of putting the time and in many cases putting the money in to getting up on there and then not using it for all it's worth, is it can, it's frustrating and it's unfortunate. Yeah. And it can sometimes leave people misunderstanding the media and the opportunities that that, that media offers. Yes. Um, you know, you see it all the time. Someone will have an event. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you see them on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You see a video from them. But you haven't seen or heard from them since the last time they had an event. Mm. So really, they're just waving a banner. Yeah. And they should have been using all of that time to build the trust, the conversation, to get feedback from you, not only to make it more appropriate to invite you to an event, but to improve the quality of that event. Social is great. For research, for information, and and for improving not only how you say what you do, but what you do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You just have dropped another incredible nugget of, you know, thinking, like, this isn't just waving our banner. This is actually, like you know, this isn't just an ad that we're dropping and that you're going to see. This isn't just eyeballs. This is an engagement tool and an interactive tool rather than, you know, just helping people to become participants in your story, right? They become part of the story rather than just reading the story. It's, um, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think that our value which is really at the heart of what we're communicating, right? We're communicating mm-hmm. the value of mm-hmm. what we do. That has to be shaped by how much we value the people who are coming to hear from us, Love who it. are coming to read our content. So, you know, let's not sort of extol our own, you know, value without acknowledging that anyone who's coming to us, their time is valuable. They're intelligent. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, yeah let's kind of honor that and put value at the center, not just as it relates to what we do, but as it relates to 
the people we do it for and with. I feel like everybody listening, I, I think you all need to send in like $10 because this was like the most amazing <laughs> lesson today. Um, you <laughs> you really shared some incredible knowledge and food for thought. And I just, I am so impressed. This is amazing. Like this is really, really valid and useful, um, information for, for my listeners. And I really appreciate you being here and and sharing, especially when you're not feeling well. (laughs) Oh, it's my pleasure. Truly. I was, I was so happy to, to be able to talk to you today. I love this stuff. Yeah, (laughs) I'm as, I'm as excited about this as, as the engineers are about their stuff. And and that's why it's so great to talk about it together perfect partnership. So um, for all of you listening, if you are struggling with any communication strategy or just challenges or have thoughts you want to share, um, I've always found Elizabeth to be an incredible sounding board and just available. And as you can tell, she loves to talk about this. So um, Elizabeth, where can people find you? Absolutely. Um, they can email me directly at Liz at Eames, that's E-E-A-M-E-S, Dot com, or head over to my website, which is Eames, E-E-A-M-E-S dot com. And, um, you know, find me on Twitter or uh, just drop me a line. Give me a call. Find Perfect. us on our contact page. And I love to talk about this. And I love to help businesses really shine the light on who they are, what they do and why they matter. I love it. This was wonderful. Well, everyone, um, if you need any help, again, make sure you reach out to Elizabeth. As you can tell, she's just an incredible person to talk to. And um, as always, I will be back next month with more wonderful, good stuff from the AV industry. And uh, thank you all for your time. 